Hello, it's Friday the 30th of June. I'm Miranda Sawyer and I've written my script in erasable ink. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review where we put a pile of papers through the fun shredder to bring you the brightest headlines, the hottest takes and the real story of what's going on in the news. And a shout out to everyone listening on Spotify. You've been leaving some nice feedback on the show, so if you feel like banging us a five-star rating, we'd be super happy. Remember, we're out mid-morning on Monday, Wednesday and Friday, so subscribe on your favourite podcast app and you'll never miss an episode. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. Rwanda banned. Court of Appeal rules that the government's policy of deporting migrants to Rwanda is unlawful. Let's play doctors and nurses. Prime Minister announces plans to solve NHS staff crisis. And everything is bad for you. An ingredient in Diet Coke is the latest thing that scientists think might cause cancer. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, the show that stands next to Rishi Sunak and makes him look far away. I'm Miranda Sawyer, and here to give you some in-depth insight and an informed overview, it's new statesman columnist and hard-working dilettante, Marie Leconte. Hello, Marie. Hello. And taking a break from winding up influences, comedian and host of Finn vs. the Internet, Finn Taylor. Hiya. <laughs> I thought I'd just go something a bit different this morning. It's, it's Hiya. Yeah. <laughs> so what have we got on the headlines front? Marie, what do we have? Uh, so in The Guardian, we have Tories risk bitter legal feud after Rwanda policy is ruled unlawful. Uh, in The Mail, we have, perhaps unsurprisingly, the opposing view of saying we should decide who comes here, not criminal gangs. Um, and then a slightly weird pun in Metro, grounded hog day for Rishi. That is really bad, that one, isn't it? OK, um, Finn, what do you have? The Times uh, has blueprint to boost NHS workforce by 300,000. Uh, the mirror is like fascinating. It's a handwritten note from a seven-year-old talking about giving free meals to um, school kids. If you don't have food, you won't be able to learn. If you don't have food, you will get sad and sleepy and hungry um, and apparently not be able to stay within the lines. <laughs> I don't want to criticise uh, seven-year-old's writing, but um, yeah, you should feed her to help her handwriting. And then uh, that's in the mirror. And then the, uh, s- the star, Boffin's brains explode. Um, it's just another continuation of this mad self-made story about boffins. Yeah, for, perfect. We love the star. The Times also has a picture of um, Nahel's mother, who's a 17-year-old who was killed in Paris. Yeah, she's, it Paris. looks like she's leading the protests. So we have had got that headline in the Times about the NHS, and it's also in the Express. The Express has radical plan to fix the, fix the NHS once and for all, which does sound like... Rishi Sunak's going to do a right Dunny Dyer on the NHS. Um, this sounds like a joke, Marie, but it is a serious policy, right? He's launching it. Rishi's launching it with the chief executive of NHS England. There's going to be £2.4 billion to fund 10,000 places in medical school and then go up to 15,000. There's going to be more nurses. We're going to get 40,000 nurses by 2028. I mean, it sounds like it's a serious policy, is it? Uh, it is. You know, as, as far as I can tell, it is actually a decent policy. I think Labour have been a bit annoyed because a lot of the ideas were stuff they'd announced first. But again, you know, I suppose that's a compliment uh, to them. Um, but yes, but I, I think the only problem really is that, in, in, of course, there are kind of like long term problems that we need to solve in the NHS, but also many short term ones, which is probably why that's not made, you know, every single headline and everything. Because obviously, you know, the, the waiting lists at the moment are horrific and waiting times in A&E, etc. So I think like these are... They seemingly good plans, but they're not going to fix kind of anything on the short term. It's also that weird thing that the papers do sometimes where they're given what is going to be announced. 
So it's like, okay, this is going to, you know, Rishi Sunak's going to say this later in the day. Why don't you make this into a headline, which I always think is quite odd. It's not going to come into effect for 15 years. Exactly. Mm. I mean, Mm. you know, the waiting lists are currently, like, as you said, 7.4 million, which is the highest ever. And nothing, none of these are going to happen Mm. for another three, four years. This is all about making it, the training shorter for to become a doctor uh, and also to get more people people who don't want to be doctors to make them be doctors <laughs> yeah. so in 2030 we're going to have a bunch of like gen z doctors yeah. saying oh you're sick but <laughs> I mean, i'm sorry i mean sick you're ill or like you're, you're looking a bit chuggy we're gonna to have to operate or whatever i don't know you know <laughs> so it's about it could be a case of careful what you wish for yeah, I mean, I have to say, speaking, you know, speaking as the older person in the in this in this environment, the idea that I will hit a kind of age where I really might need some operations and I might need the help of the NHS, and that it's that it's mm. kids that have been that not that bothered about being a, a, a medic, have been trained for four years, they're twenty two, just have a go have on a me. Go. Yeah. I'm really mm. relaxed about it. That may be wrong, but I'm just like, you know, getting to see any doctor at the moment, I'm like, fine, you're gonna, <laughs> I, I will see a 22-year-old, fine. Just we can vibe it out. <laughs> vibe it out on prescription, yeah. <laughs> now, psychic hit by car says he never saw it coming. Headlines are the icing on the Victoria sponge of the papers, often the best part of the whole cake. On every edition of Paper Cuts, we choose the very best ones out there. What have we got? What do you have, Marie? Uh, In the Daily Mirror, uh, we have a debate over whether ketchup should be kept in the fridge. And apparently, so the people who make ketchup or big ketchup say that it should be kept in the fridge. Um, And yes, and the Mirror has gone with source of worry. Um, well, I am worried debate. now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, run home now. <laughs> Hang on, so the people that make ketchup have said that. Yeah, it's big ketchup. But it's got vinegar in it. I mean, you, you're right to them. I'm not big ketchup. But also, if surely they'd say if it if it did need to be kept in the fridge, surely it'd be in their interest for it to be kept in the cupboard so it could go off so people could buy more ketchup. Ooh, Again, do not bring this up with me. Do, do, do I look like I'm a member of, you know, am I in the pocket of big ketchup? I am not. No, you've told us what you had for breakfast this morning. It was a fucking disaster. <laughs> Yes, very true. Would you like to go through it? No, a fun game for listeners at home. Try and guess the three ingredients that Marie's just eaten. It's just appalling. It's absolutely appalling. I'm so like, this is, I I have a a warm bowl of sticky rice uh, with (laughs) soy sauce. It's too early for the word sticky rice. Sticky rice with soy sauce (laughs) and a raw egg yolk. And actually a bit of raw egg white as well. Are you you training for something? (laughs) Again, it's a traditional Japanese breakfast. Take it up with a great nation of Japan. Okay. Finn. (laughs) Right. Japan, listen up. First, Pearl Harbor. We haven't got time. Second, (laughs) stop with the breakfasts. You ever heard of cornflakes? Okay, what other headline do you have, Marie? Uh, Well, actually, also in the mirror. So apparently, uh, one in four dogs uh, has a birthday party every year. I feel like I've made it sound like the dog has organised its own birthday party. But no, the families of dogs um, organise birthday party. Um, for for their pets, um, and the delightful headline I must say is many yappy returns. Oh, we like that one. The way you said that made it sound like you're talking about unattractive people. <laughs> <laughs> one in four unattractive people celebrate their birthday. Um, okay, what do you have, Finn? <laughs> they've got to have something. They've yeah. got to have some joy. Uh, in the Sun, they have a picture uh, that was widely shared on social media the other day with. Um, Britain's tallest MP uh, next to Rishi Sunak and they've gone with yes prime miniature which is top stuff isn't it <laughs> it is mad look it up it is mental 
To be fair, Dan Kaczynski is a very, very, like, he is insanely tall as well. And and Rishi's slight defensive. But it looks like, he looks like a toddler at a wedding. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? So I I feel really passionately about this. I think what's fascinating about Rishi is that he's a short man, but that is perfectly proportioned. Mm. So normally very short blokes, you can tell they're short, even in isolation. Whereas Rishi, again, has the perfect proportion. So he looks like a miniature man. I think that the headline (laughs) is correct. He doesn't look short. He looks tiny. Yeah, yeah, he genuinely looks far away. That's what yeah, he looks like. Yeah, he's mad. And what's your other one, Finn? So the eye has Virgin's first commercial space flight goes to edge of space. Um, and I was just, that can't be the first Virgin go, to go to space, surely. <laughs> surely that's a prerequisite for... <laughs> The government's policy to send migrants to Rwanda was thrown into disarray yesterday when the Court of Appeal said it wasn't safe. The judges ruled there was a real risk that migrants might go to Rwanda and then be sent back to their home countries where they might face persecution or inhumane treatment. So they said it can't happen. Marie, how has this ruling gone down with the government? Oh, I mean, the whole thing is entirely tedious. Obviously, the, the government is furious. And um, I think allies of the government as well, like Jake Berry, said, oh, well, you know, this was in the manifesto. And yet the court stopped it. You know, who really runs Britain? Is it the blob? Mm. It's a bit like, well, you know, if I ran on a platform of giving everyone a million pounds and, you know, and got elected and then people went, hang on, and the Treasury stopped me, that would not be the blob. That would just, yeah. Um, but no, so, I mean, the, the government's furious, but also... It was always going to happen. So we're just, I feel like we're just going through the motions at this stage. Yeah, because they will appeal. So they, they, they've mm. kind of, that was at the Court of Appeal. And now it goes, they appeal to what they call the Supreme Court, sometimes called the House of Lords. So they will, the government will appeal and try and get this through. It's dragging on, but they will try and get it through. They will. And I suppose the very cynical view, and I don't know how much of it is true, like genuinely, is that actually that's kind of what the government wants. Like the government wants constant headlines week after week after week of them trying to do the right thing and stopping the boats and stopping the refugees. But, you know, those terrible, terrible judges stopping them from doing that. So, yeah, the, the cynical argument would be that actually that's kind of what they like, the endless reviews and appeals and etc. because it's always kept in the papers as a result. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Suella Braven loves to say that the system is rigged and it thwarts the will of the British people. I wonder about that a bit because I can understand that you know, British people might not want loads of migrants arriving. You know, there's, I mean, there's something very distressing about it, even if you if you're kind of pro-immigration. Um, but does the British do the British people want to send migrants to Rwanda? It seems so odd to That's me. That's what the Isle of Man's for, isn't it? <laughs> we've got we've got a perfect offshore processing <laughs> unit full it of is. full of people that we don't really know. <laughs> It's not for our refugees, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, I think. <laughs> that's why they're not allowed to go there. Yeah, Rwanda's that would be a hate pleasant. crime. Yeah. <laughs> Sorella Bradman looks like a Nick Park animation. I keep thinking, you know, the Wallace and Gromit smile. Yeah. There's a photo over in The Guardian next to a bunch of... This is a really confusing image. Yeah. Because she's next to a bunch of Rwandan graduates who are building homes for... Um, Ref- people who've Four been migrants. sent yeah mm. and she's doing double thumbs up and they're all holding their hats open and it's like I don't know what to think do you know what I mean yeah it's interesting because Rwanda, I mean, Rwanda has actually said look we're ready for the migrants we we're, mm. we think we can we can handle the migrants we're, we're a great country why would you not want to come here mm. but the courts are saying actually you can't send uh, people to Rwanda because um 
in Rwanda, the courts are a bit dominated by the government. So if you didn't, you know, you can't mm. you can't appeal properly. That's the that's the point, which gets lost in pictures of Suella Bravan with loads of happy kids. And also, is he like? relatively little press freedom in Rwanda as well. So whatever happened there, we probably would not find out about it. Finn, you have a story about Diet Coke. Yeah, this is in most of the papers, uh, but best explained in the eye. Um, The headline is cancer warning to be issued by WHO over sweetener used in Diet Coke. Yeah. Um, This is that apparently if you drink a lot of Diet Coke, uh, you're at risk of getting cancer. Because of the sweetener, which is aspartame. called... Aspartame. Aspartame, yes. Um, um, and it's going, it's about to be labelled as potentially uh, carcinogenic by the International Agency for Research on Cancer. Does this worry you? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, they, they have the... Um, uh, an adult weighing 60 kilograms would have to drink between 12 and 36 cans of Diet Coke for it to be considered carcinogenic. Okay, that's quite a lot. And other things that are... Um, considered in this category of carcinogenic as in possibly carcinogenic are pickled vegetables, working night shifts, um, working as a carpenter aloe vera. I mean I I don't know why (laughs) there just is this weird thing in the papers where it's like they're finding a new thing to give you cancer. Yeah. I mean I just think we should all just accept that we're going to get it and you've got to live your life by, by sort of trying to pick which one you want to get. Yeah, okay, choose your cancer. Yeah, that's okay, the meaning fine. of life, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, it was it was one in three when I was a kid, and now it's one in two. Yeah, it's mm. getting worse. Yes, yes, exactly. One of us. I mean, you know, one and a half of us will get it. Well, we're the producers here, so it'll be two of us. Yeah, that's true. Good morning to you guys. Always a delight <laughs> to see you. What a nice way to start the day. It's true. I can't it's... imagine fucking sticky rice and soy sauce isn't doing something. <laughs> In that um, in that I article, there is a, an amazing kind of like in uh, not a fact in passing, which is they say that aspartame has been found to cause anxiety in mice. Poor mice, they're constantly getting delivered, you know, delivered <laughs> things that they don't really want. But anyway, they gave aspartame to mice, and they got anxious, possibly because they gave them a lot. But then they found that the anxiety extended to two generations of mice down from the male mice that first got the sweetener, which makes me think. You know, there's an epidemic of anxiety amongst young people now. Whose parents all watched the Diet Coke advert in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. But also, yeah. how do you how do you tell if a mouse is anxious? <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit like... Just vaping relentlessly, yeah. tiny, tiny vape. Yeah, that's a bit like trying to find out if a pigeon is paranoid. <laughs> Pigeons are fucking... They're always looking they're like, fucking don't come... Do you know what I mean? Pigeons are jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not science. I think maybe they filled in a form afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> um, there was also a story. I mean, this perhaps didn't affect you uh, as much as it affected me. But yesterday there was a story in The Times and The Telegraph about HRT in which they said that uh, HRT, literally they said there was a um, HRT it increases the likelihood of dementia by 21% after one year's use, going up to 74% for those on HRT for 12 years. So that sounds quite a lot, I have to say. Mm. But then if you look at the papers, and it's the same in in the way that the uh, the cancer is treated in the in the different papers, is some papers just bang out the headlines and make you feel really scared. Mm. And some papers bother to say, actually, this is research that you, you know, yeah. you can possibly ignore. Mm. 
So in the end, I, I mean, I have to say that I find it's, I mean, a bit like you, is that I just ignore it all because mm. what's the what's they, the It point? all cancels each other out. Yeah. And I think the eye's done really well. Yeah, so if, got... you, if you take aspartame, like you may take it, like you must take HRT as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, because then you'll, yeah. Get, you'll get dementia before you get cancer. <laughs> and the cancer won't bother you because you don't really know what's fucking going on. <laughs> <laughs> You're still happy. Yeah, God, what, a, what a delightful morning we're having. You're like. in a chair, no. watching fucking Loose Women. <laughs> Same episode. <laughs> on a loop. I feel like this Some is Some my... 22-year-old doctor's trying to treat you with cancer. <laughs> with vibes. With, <laughs> treat you with fucking good vibes. Yeah, that's, that's what we've all got coming. Um, there is also another... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Finn. There's another yeah. medical story in the in the eye on page four, which is, is about Ozempic. Yeah, and this is a really interesting one um, because I I sort of I'd read a really good New Yorker piece about this a couple of weeks ago, and I thought it was more of a kind of LA New York Ooh, thing. Oh, you'd be the New Yorker. Mm-hmm. Yep. Spin on it um, <laughs> <laughs> with my Cheerios in the morning, like a normal human being, functionally. Present. Sometimes I add sesame oil as a treat. Christ. Oh my god, <laughs> treats! Sesame oil as a treat. Cheat day. I'll have some wok oil. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, so Zempic, for those who don't know, is a is a drug that is mainly for uh, type 2 diabetics, but it's basically been hijacked by um, the weight loss industry or, or, or just people. And increasingly, I, I didn't. You got you guys know people that are on it. I do. Yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, it's it's you know, friends that are in their fifties. Actually, weirdly, mostly men. I have to say, if you take as in, you can get it from private health clinics, and you basically jab an in, uh, jab an injection into your thigh once a week, mm. and it means that you don't want to eat. You feel physically kind of sick if you if you eat more than a few mouthfuls so i know people that have lost you know two stone three stone on it it's, it's quite a miserable but there are loads of side life. effects like sort of nausea and sort of... yeah you don't feel great no. but you lose weight and i think that you know the, the people i know who use it actually are mostly men mm. possibly because i think women hit kind of their 50s and they're so used to monitoring their weight and mm. making sure that they look good and all yeah, this yeah. kind of stuff that they go okay what i'll do is cut out carbs and maybe do a bit of uh, weights and mm. men just think oh I don't like this. I'll just <laughs> give me a needle and I'll lose some weight. Oh, I, I, I don't want to kind yeah. of get fit at all. Yeah. No, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Take the it's shortcut. just more of the future. Take the shortcut. <laughs> but that was the quite interesting thing. So like, and it was, because so, Boris Johnson wrote that column last week or two weeks ago about it. But that been a sort of like one of the lesser open secrets in Westminster for quite a while. But I think quite a lot of MPs now you know, have been on a Zempic for a while. Really? So even before it really reached the public, because I think they've got obviously contacts in the US, etc. Ah. They've got the money. Lots of them have private health care, especially Tory MPs. So yeah, yeah. so actually quite a few conservative uh, MPs, especially that male conservative MPs, if you've seen them, absolutely naming no names, but some of whom have lost quite a lot of weight over the past year. Well, that's because there were some of the first people to use a Zempic uh, in Britain. They're now being, doctors now can't prescribe it because um, they're running out, they're running out for people mm. who need it. Yeah, because it's all it's all going to the thighs of of mm. uh, of politicians, the loins of Tory MPs. <laughs> a couple of the papers carry a picture of Mounier, the mother of Nahel, the seventeen-year-old of North African heritage who was shot by the French police in Nanterre when he didn't stop on a traffic stop. Others show pictures of the 
police officers in riot situations. Um, last night, which was the third night of rioting, more than 660 people were arrested across France. Marie, this is a pretty dreadful story, isn't it? I mean, she's a single mum. That was her only child. She's quoted as saying, my life, my heart was taken from me. It's just awful. Oh, it, 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 it's an unbearable story, but it's also, and I think what a British audience may not appreciate is that it's really not the first one. So I think the conversation in France about police brutality and police killings has sort of been going on, yeah, like simmering and going on in the background for like several years now, I would say, because again, like the French police is just very violent. And I think, yeah, again, in a way that people in Britain perhaps don't appreciate, which is not to say, my God, that places like the Met Police are, you know, any any good at policing. Um, but no, no, it, it is a big problem. Um, and especially, so I think so in 2017, the law changed, broadening the reasons for why police officers uh, may shoot at people. So uh, refusal to cooperate is now one of the reasons they can use deadly force. Um, and that's and- what happened in this situation. So essentially, mm. they, tried, they, they tried to stop Nahal, who was in his car, and mm. he said no and drove on. And then they shot him. I mean, I, to me, mm. that is just incredibly well, refusal shocking. to cooperate is subjective at the, at the moment from the behold of the officer. Absolutely. It? So, so the way they describe it is they can shoot anyone who refuses to comply after two loud commands, uh, which is... No, no, but again, and I think the problem is, and I know to be fair, British, like British police has done that before as well. They just lied. So the story came out and then the police's story was very much, oh, well, you know, the guy was threatening police officers. And then luckily someone happened to be filming and sure, complete lie, complete lie. He was not threatening anyone at all. It was effectively kind of like execution style killing. Yeah, I mean, appalling. And now we've got kind of Paris, Marseille, Lyon, Toulouse, Lille, Clermont-Ferrand. There's 40,000 officers deployed to restore order. They're firing tear gas into the crowds. They love doing that, don't they, the French police? They love a bit of tear gas, I They really say. do. Um, and so this is a, a, it's turning into a massive crisis. How is Macron doing on this? Um, Still well, standing? Mm. Yeah, and yes, yeah, very good. Yes, he went to see Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing for him, isn't it? Because he went to see Elton John with Brigitte mm. and then um, got his got a photo taken with Elton and David Furnish. And then David Furnish put it on his Instagram, which I yeah. think is possibly oh, not... not what Macron wanted. No. Because this was the day after the shooting. Yeah, I think. It, it is. It is a tightrope because I think he did. He did condemn the killing, um, and you know, so there was no justification for it and stuff. But the problem is, you know, people are a bit like, okay, well, you've also been president for a very long time, and again, this is not the first time this has happened. So, you know, it's it's nice of you to say that, but also, what have you done and what are you doing? But at the same time, I think. Police unions are furious with him for suggesting that the police could do wrong things before the full investigation has been done. And actually, uh, the Daily Telegraph uh, has a, an opinion piece very much arguing that, you know, Macron uh, should not have hit out against the police. And it's a bit like, oh, what a what a take to have. Yeah, it's. I mean, speaking of somebody who moves between France and, and the UK, Marie, do you think that the, the kind of attitudes, I mean, obviously... The, the main difference is the French police are armed regularly. Mm. I mean, that's the, the main difference. But do you think the attitude of the police towards non-white people in in France is different to the attitude that, that it is in the UK? Ooh, that, that's a big question. Mm. Um, and I, I think it's more like the, the level of violence. So um, French police is just a lot more violent. So I remember so uh, protesting when I was in high school. And again, quite a nice like, state high school in the middle of not... Um, and yeah, like one of my classmates uh, got hit with a rubber bullet and lost an eye. Um, wow. And again, we're literally just a bunch of kids protesting about 
something. I don't. I, I can't remember what it was, if I'm honest. The new law I mentioned is since then, police killings have gone up massively. And over the past year, on average, one person a month has been killed by the police. So again, it, it wow. is very mm. much an ongoing issue in like this latest thing hopefully will be a kind of catalyst for change but it but yet it's not it's not something that's come out of nowhere mm. once you get past the doomy news and gloomy statistics you come to the fun stuff of the papers fashion football columns trends and whatever the hell a basball is marie what do you have uh, well, I am delighted to say that The Sun uh, has a frequent column called Sun Savers. So just tips on how to save money, especially in the in the midst of the cost of living crisis. Um, so the, and, there's, and, and within that, they've got a, a little column that's top swap. So, you know, if you usually buy quite an expensive product, The Sun arrives and saves you by suggesting something that does the same thing, but is cheaper. So now, slightly puzzlingly, the <laughs> item of the week for the top swap um, is, I don't even know what to call them, a, a bum mask. Um, so pants, <laughs> trousers. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. No, you you um. Hmm. If you want to treat your booty, the yeah. sun says, uh, you you may usually I'm buy. You, you, you may usually buy uh, something that is called a tasty peach <laughs> smoothing peach bum mask, but mm-hmm. that's five pounds sixty. However, Primark now does another soothing peach bum mask for only two pounds, and I just really love the idea of sun readers spending all their like hard-earned cash on five <laughs> five quid I bum mask. And finally, finally, <laughs> I never got the idea of like because arse implants are a big t- thing, aren't they? They are BBLs, yeah. Yeah, but I'm like, you still you still have to shit. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, why why are you why are you spending money on the? Do, do you know what I mean? The place you shit out Not- of. It's what? not really. It's more the shape, though. Ask please. It is. I know, that, but still... like the they're, they're not closing the hall. Like what? No, <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying it's like a of all the areas. <laughs> what to, to spend, spend money on? God. It's so like, where would it's you like prefer doing... it body parts? No, it's just doing <laughs> a up a new your... show coming soon on Cotton If you're doing up your house <laughs> and you have a budget, you probably wouldn't spend it on the septic tank. <laughs> or, or or the paving stone next to the septic tank. You know what I mean? No, again, not really. No, I just do not follow. <laughs> All right. Um, what about the idea of bum masks in general? I didn't realise they were a thing. Finn. No, I yeah, no, I'm wearing one now. <laughs> You're moisturising as yeah. you speak. Okay, that sounds. Uh, no, yeah. I don't have a very hard ass. <laughs> Maybe you need bum implants. Maybe I do. I mean, but it's the idea. To, I mean, sorry to go in like, into this, but it's the idea that it makes your bum smooth. Is that the idea, or did it yeah, plump it up? What? No, I think it's just for the skin, as far as I can tell. Um, it's <laughs> there is a little picture, and it's kind of like two little pads that you put on each cheek. Um, which mm. again, I am quite confused by that. I feel like if you're spending money on this, like you, you've got too much money, maybe, or too much time. I don't really know. But they're saving it. You can get it half. Well, right. you can only get it for You would assume now. that they're also doing face. Self care. Yeah. I don't think anyone yeah, two is. Ends, two ends. Yeah, yeah it's, no one is just doing bum care. <laughs> I may look like shit, but I look very young from behind. Is it? Um, is it maybe a beach prep thing? Is that the angle? If you're going to wear a tiny bikini, so your butt. I, I have not. I am trying to guess here. I don't know. You are French. They like that, don't they? On the beach, there's a lot of nudist beaches. No, oh no, we do tits, not ass. Ah, oh, okay, fine. Because of the shit. <laughs> um, Finn, you have the star. I feel like we need to discuss this headline because it is a headline that's really, really grabs you. Yeah. So but it's hard to understand. Like so the headline is, is Boffin's brains explode. <laughs> and basically the star has been running this campaign sort of, to use the word, to, to call 
I don't even know who it is. Nerds, unidentified nerds, <laughs> scientists. scientists, boffins, and then the boffins have retaliated by projecting their "Bin the Boffin" campaign onto the Stars HQ. Um, and this really happened. This really happened. There's a picture of 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 this happening. Uh, I don't know where the Stars office is. It should be somewhere in London. And yeah, "Bin Bin the Boffin." Um, and so the Stars headline is "Boff Off." We will keep calling boffins boffins. <laughs> and so then, have you had a stroke? <laughs> and then. <laughs> Despite it being a term of deep affection, the eggheads have finally cracked. <laughs> They've shelled out cash. I mean, it's just, you know, raining puns. But it's entirely confected. I don't know what. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's like, yeah, it's it's like the day to day. Yeah, like, it's just, you've lost, you know. Well, I mean, what this, what this is essentially is the star doing the star thing, but extra. So, what, yeah. it, you know, the star has obviously, you know, the boffins obviously read the star and have decided <laughs> that they want to hit back because they've got nothing better to do being mm. scientists or, as they call it, pointy heads. And they have, <laughs> they've, they've projected this onto the star's HQ. And I quite like it because it's creating news. I mean, we've been through the, you know, we're, we're going through the news today. The news is quite, you know, down in the dumps today. And they have created their own, you know, upbeat piece of news yeah yeah i mean that's why that i mean it does make me think that all the you know the star is operating in its own universe as we know we're just lucky to be in it (laughs) (laughs) and that's the end of today's paper cuts thanks to marie leconte thank you and thank you to finn taylor thank you Thanks for listening and don't forget to follow Paper Cuts on your favourite podcast app. If you really like us, then go to Spotify or Apple and give us five stars and a two thumbs aloft review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Paper Cuts Show. The links are in the show notes. I've been Miranda Sawyer and you've been listening to Paper Cuts on a day when a swan wandered onto the tracks of the Elizabeth line and delayed it for an hour. It's what the Queen would have wanted. See you next time. <laughs>